0: Welcome back to Decadorks, we're the 12-sided guys. We have Scott as the squat server of Cervases and Ciders Ornan. At your service. Sabrina as the spellcasting slayer of 16-year-old Squires, Sylvie. Oh, hello. Jordan as the jaded and jobless gentleman gesturing jets of juju magram. <laughs> You're most welcome. Jay was really hard, guys. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Matt as the magnificent man with machismo making money with makeouts, Gee, That is my name. Don't wear it out. And me, Paul, as the happy human who happens to have his hefty hardback handbook here in his hands, the Alliteration Dictionary. Discover dozens of discourses and diatribes during discussions on Discord. Don't dread. Directions are down in the description. Shopping sure is shumpting shooper, and buying buttons bearing beautiful bods of beloved boys. And, <laughs> <laughs> and buying buttons bearing beautiful bods of beloved boys and babes are best for birthdays or just because. <laughs> <laughs> Paying patrons on Patreon procure periodical productions to peruse. We're proud parents of a pretty positive percentage in that place. And raising ratings, writing refined and radical reviews, or raving to random runners on the roadway requires really ridiculously <laughs> runty effort. What? That was supposed to be effort. <laughs> anyway. If Daddy Dracula didn't dote on his damn fear darling, causing a constantly creeping contempt to coat your corazon, so you enthusiastically embarked on an escapade to end everything in his entire edifice while working with a whip-wielding warrior, a wall-walking wanker, and a weaver of waves of whimsical woo-woo, then this podcast is for you. It's Chorus of the Forsaken, episode 11.
1: Nice. Whew. I followed the that whole thing.
2: I honestly, I applauded. That was <laughs> impressive. Uh, sure thing, Shuper.
0: Uh Anybody know what game that was? Castlevania, right? Oh, yeah. Which one? Number three. Castlevania three. Yes. Oh, I, I didn't play any of them.
3: I just knew about. Yes. Them.
0: And the Castlevania uh, show on Netflix, they brought back Alucard, the damn fear. They brought back... Um, the Belmont boy, whatever his first name was. Trevor. Um, that was Trevor. Okay. I get Simon and Trevor. I can't remember who, who fits where. Um, and then, um, they brought back the, the, uh, magic user,
1: the, um, Cypher. Yes. But they skipped out on the wall walking wanker, the uh, pirate. His, so here's a fun story. His name was Grant. Okay. And, uh, I was actually really disappointed that they left him out of the Netflix adaptation of that game. That's a fun story. (laughs) No, no, the fun story is, oh, That's (laughs) that's why Guy named himself Guy of Grant's Harbor. That's the Grant. Oh,
4: that's awesome. Very cool.
1: Well, welcome back to Chorus of
0: the Forsaken in the town of Baragrad. Last time we were together, our heroes convinced Myra, the Acolyte of Aeona, to leave Dilar, this young elf boy who had manifested some sort of powers. um, They convinced her to leave him in their care. They took him down into the the tunnels beneath the All the Way Inn and let him play with uh, as well as Kino, uh, the nephew of Ornan. Uh, afterwards, we did some uh, shopping and some talking, and uh, we, <laughs> let's see, Mogram went and um, managed to get some of his ingredients that he needs for some of the, the different skills that he has, as well as acquire three uh, potions of healing from the local herbalist. Uh, Ornan wrote some letters one to uh, Gemma and one to Kino we actually heard the letter from Kino it was very touching Uh, Sylvie went down into the tunnels and had a nice chat with Dilar about magic and about using it and learning uh, how to to use it, as well as to use it for good, Um, and he seemed interested to learn what Sylvie could tell him, and Guy went to the Temple of Shantea, the Chapel of Shantea, and managed to, um, with his Thieves' Cant, make a connection with somebody in Redlam who might be able to help them out with the Dilar situation. Afterwards, everyone went to bed. Oh wait, we also talked to Ryla as well as, um, as Tobias and everybody is on board to head out early in the morning. The wagons are said to be leaving at dawn, not wake up at dawn and come down to the wagons, but actually leave at dawn.
2: I feel like you keep saying that, like we're known for being late in the game or something. (laughs) Like, I feel very confused.
0: (laughs) I'm just reminding you guys is all. Um, After everyone went to bed, then Guy went back to Silvercrest Manor to try to break into the safe one last time. When he got down there, Calden, the son of his former... Employer, his former sugar mama, um, was down there and actually helped him to get the safe open. After they opened it up, they realized it wasn't actually a safe, but actually a doorway leading into a secret set of rooms behind the house. Rotting wood, um, old um, shelves also an altar to some unknown deity complete with a leathery dried out heart with a dagger stuck in it a skull and some rubies and the cut in the shapes of uh of teardrops and um some so like other- drops of blood really mm-hmm. is what i'm thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> potentially Ghee made a roll Ghee, i explained what Ghee knows um There were some more doors in the room, and as Guy uh, and Calden went into the door on the western wall, they found a ladder leading up to a hatch, as well as a cupboard uh, that was full of sets of clothing. Eight sets in total that seemed to get older and older as you looked at these different sets of clothing, and as he was looking at this clothing, they heard a slam as the safe door was shut, and locked, and that's where we stopped last time. So we are going to jump right back into it with Magram, Ornan, and Sylvie. You're all still asleep. Back to in- Ghee. <laughs> I'm rolling to my right side now. I'm rolling to my right side. <laughs> Roll for apnea <laughs> All right, so we are going to jump back to um, this secret compartment. We actually had rolls for apnea
4: that's great. <laughs> I got a seventeen constitution. I think I'm okay. You are okay you
0: are you are not a holding your breath while you sleep. <laughs> We have, um, Guy is in this room staring into this cupboard. You just heard the safe door lock. There's a ladder to um, to the side of you and kind of behind you, there is a door on the north side of this room um, that you have not opened yet. Calden is in here as well. He says, what was that? We're, we're locked in.
1: Don't worry. There's, there's the trapdoor up there. Keep calm. I know you have some powers. You can defend yourself if need be. I say we continue to get a look around here and then we get out, but we make it quick. He's like, I have powers, what do you... Oh, um... Let's stop beating around the bush.
0: Kaladin starts to protest and he's like, um, I thought I... I thought I was being more clever than that. I,
1: I'm sure that I can trust you, correct? Yeah, I mean, that wasn't a potion I drank. Shh. All right, we'll, we'll sort that out later. What What should we do? Let's look in the room to the north, and then we we'll go over to, the, to the, the room we didn't enter. Let's get a better idea of what's going on in here before we leave. But let's make it quick. Okay. All
0: right, very good. Okay, um, there's a door to the north. Are you going to open it, or are you going to let Calden open it? I'm going to open it, because I got the uh, uh, investiture of the void. Okay, you open the door and beyond the door, you can see that there is another like 15 by 15 foot room Um, on one wall. There is a table. The table is covered in knives and blades and tongs. You can see there's an unlit candle Um, on the north wall. There's a there's an unlit uh, brazier Um, on the east wall. That wall is not actually a wooden wall. It is bars and there is a probably 10 foot by 15 foot cell um, on the other side of this room. The door is currently open. As you look in, you can see that there are some manacles that are attached to the wall they're old but they still look relatively solid you can also see that attached to the floor kind of uh some of the wood has been ripped up or is rotted away but attached to the stone um underneath the floorboards you can see there is another set of, of of like foot ankle ankle chains that is attached in there this looks to be some sort of dungeon slash torture chamber that you have just entered never mind never mind let's get out now <laughs> there is nobody in here that you have heard or seen um and it looks like i mean you can make a make a perception check or a survival check
1: ooh interesting i'll still take the perception because it's way higher uh it's a nine <laughs> Jeez. um i'll just i'll tell you this the coals in
0: the brazier look um they don't look fresh they don't look new they are um, sort of like, um, it's kind of damp down here underneath the earth. Uh, the coals in this brazier seem um, seems like they're kind of damp and crumbly. Um, so it doesn't look like this brazier has been used for a while, but you can't tell exactly how long.
1: Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, this is, um, this place sucks. There's something going on, and I'm sorry to say that most likely with some member of your family, Members, um, ugh. the Inquisitors have all left town. I would say we get out of here and we let them know so they can burn this place to the ground. He's like, what has my mother been doing? Uh, Go back to the cupboard, the clothes. Do they look like men's clothes, women's clothes, indeterminate? Men's clothes.
3: When you were describing it last episode... I was thinking the song I'm Henry
0: the 8th I (laughs) am um do we have Guy the 8th I am potentially
1: can I do an insight check on uh, Kaladin yeah it's a 13 I'm trying to figure out I am uh yeah trying to figure out what if he's really Nalira's son or if he's her husband.
2: I was wondering about that when we saw the sexy uh, dungeon chamber. I don't, I don't <laughs> consider it a
1: sexy dungeon chamber. <laughs> I recently was watching some Black Mirror in the Lock Henry episode. This is giving me Lock Henry vibes. Um, looking at
0: Keldon, he appears shell shocked. He appears stunned um, with your insight of 13. You have no reason to doubt his reactions.
1: Okay, I will say, um, see if you can open that door. I'm going to go to the right really quick and see if there's anything of we can take with us that'll shed some light on what's going on in here.
0: Okay, um, he is going to climb up the ladder and start um, checking out the hatch as you head over to the door to the right. As you open the door um, on the eastern wall of that main room, you go past that shrine to some unknown god, um, and you see that there is a room. It looks like there's, it's, it's flooded, actually, in here. It's a, about 15 feet across, 25 feet um, from north to south, um, and like half of the room, or a little bit more than half the room, is flooded with groundwater. It's brown and muddy and... Um, there is a rickety bridge that has been full of giardia <laughs> it's, it's definitely full of giardia this rickety bridge goes across the room to the far side and it looks like there is some crates stacked up over there as well as a chest
1: I am going right for the chest
0: okay you are standing in front of the chest
1: and I'm gonna open it
0: okay you
1: reach down to open the chest I need a dexterity saving throw please I still have detect magic on, but it might be just, I guess it might be a mundane trap, huh? Uh, You would make a dexterity check. Difficulty 13. Dexterity saving
0: throw. Yes. Oh,
1: it's a dirty 20. Okay,
0: fantastic. You reach down... As you feel the lid, you can tell it's not locked. And as you start to pull it up, you feel this slight little click and you pull your hand back just in time for a needle to come shooting out of the lock. And it doesn't come out very far. You manage to get your hand uh, far enough away before this little needle sticks out and then retracts back in. The the lid is now open enough for you to get it the rest of the way off uh, without triggering the trap again. But there was some sort of a needle that attempted to stab you in your hand.
1: OK, I'll, re- I'll, you know, push the lid all the way open with my crowbar and, and and take a look and see what's inside that chest. Inside
0: the chest, you see um, some odds and ends. You see some like sacks of money. You see uh, like some rings. Uh, they seem like it's like simple golden bands or like you see um, like maybe like an arm uh, band, you know, like something that you might put on your oh, arm.
1: <laughs> maybe like an arm.
0: <laughs> um uh we're getting to that um and at the bottom of the chest you do see um what looks like uh some skulls um they are in various states of decay and degeneration um the would, like we'll just say there's would you say of
1: degeneration them. x <laughs>
0: <laughs> that um, Yes, I would say Degeneration X, and I would say suck it. Um, but no, um, you see that one of the skulls um, still has some flesh left to it. And as you kind of look at the different skulls, you can see that they're kind of lined up um, left to right, oldest to newest in this chest. Um, the oldest one appears to have like no flesh left on it at all. And there's seven of them?
1: There are seven of them in here, yes. I'm going to yell out, I'll say... I found seven skulls, probably matching the seven outfits that we saw in the cupboard in the other room. And I'm going to go ahead and grab up rings and gold and, and anything valuable, leaving the skulls there. Okay. And I think this is probably evidence more than treasure. All right. This is going to tie missing people.
2: you to it to us, dude. <laughs> <good? No.
1: laughs> I mean, this could tie missing people, I'm assuming, to this house. So I'm going to grab those things. And then head back over to uh, Kaladin. Okay. Yeah, you are. You come back into the other
0: room. You can see the Kaladin is up at the top of the ladder, and he is pushing with all of his might against this hatch. And he turns to you and he says, "I, I don't think it's locked. I just, I don't have the leverage to get it open. I mean, if you, if we work together, maybe we can get this hatch open."
1: Okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to uh, uh, move the attempt to move. The cupboard. What'd you call it? It's a cupboard, right? Yeah, it's a cupboard. It's a cupboard or a dresser or something. Yeah, I'm going to attempt to to push the dresser underneath so that we have a a wider place to stand on. And then I'm also going to attempt to use the crowbar as we do this to try to get it open.
0: Okay, so you get advantage on this uh, check. Why don't you make a uh, difficulty
1: 14 athletics check? That's another one of my strong suits. I'm very good at athletics. That's a 16 with advantage. Awesome.
0: All right. As you are prying and prying and prying, eventually you can feel it start to give. And then it kind of, you hear like the tearing of roots and grass. And then suddenly you have more, um, more leverage to open this uh this uh this hatch as you push it open it flops over you can tell that you are now looking at the night sky rain is falling in on your faces calden climbs out really quick to catch some fresh air because that's it was really really foul down there that especially that first room that you were in smelled reeked of sewage reeked of uh, um you know um
1: poop and pee um he gets um climbs out <laughs> and poop then poop and pee <laughs> <laughs> there was Kaka and there was stinky
0: <laughs> he climbs out and uh reaches down to lend a hand to you to help you get out as well all right i'll come on out Um, When you uh, get out, you see that you are indeed in this small little thicket of, of trees. And the reason why you could not push the hatch open is because it had been overgrown with like a bush and grass, and you had to tear the roots away in order to actually open the hatch. But you can see now that if you were to close it, it would almost completely disappear. All right, let's close it. You are north of the house
1: we should take the evidence we have to the constabulary by the way, here's some money and probably some trinkets taken off of the victims down there. Uh, it's your house. If you want to keep this or give it as evidence, either way, we can show them the chamber and let them know what we found. Okay. Um, he takes it from you
0: and says, um, yes, um, I'll follow your lead. Um, And then uh, I need you to make a perception check.
1: That's a dirty 20. Sorry, I I muted myself and said, he's going to club me over the head, isn't he?
0: (laughs) As as you hand this stuff over, you glance back down at the house. And even in the dark, there are no lights on in the house or anything, but you can see that the door, um, because you're on the north side of the house, the door that you have been entering and exiting from the house is wide open and kind of... Uh, just kind of rocking back and forth with the wind. And you know for a fact you closed that door when you came in.
1: Somebody's out here with us. Quickly, let's go.
0: All right, you guys um, hustle away. Where do you go?
1: Straight to the constabulary's office. Um, let me... You said that that there were constables here, so I'm assuming there's like a a Reeves home or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You, um... You... uh, Let's see. Would you even know where it's at? Because um, it's just some guy. Um, I, I think I think your best bet would be to go uh, get Ornan, probably,
1: because he knows the town. And also, we can get Tobias in on it, too, then. And Tobias is also a bigwig. So. All right. So um, we'll just head straight to Ornan's house.
0: Um, Ornan, you wake up to the pounding on your door um, of somebody outside. All right. I will get up and go to
3: the front door and open it up. I'm probably not wearing a shirt and, you know, my, my gut's out a little bit and careful. Apparently,
0: he's a libertine.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I'll just run my finger down your name like across your <laughs> navel. Oh, as you walk
0: past. Oh, it hey, reminds me of Joe Dirt when he's at the carnival with no shirt on. <laughs> the Wind blowing his chest hair and belly button hair. <laughs> What seems to be the matter, it's still pretty early. Yeah, you can see that Calden is there too, and they are, at this point, the rain has picked up, they are drenched.
1: We found something. Come on in, come on in, get out no, of the rain. No, no, we need, we need to go find Tobias, and we need to find the constable, or the Reeve, or whoever it is in charge of the law here. Are we, are we leaving right now, or are we coming back? Um, well, I, I'm hoping. I mean, like, after doing this thing, uh, are we coming back or are we going? I mean, it probably would be good if you had a way to protect yourself.
3: All right. Give me a minute. And, and I'll, need a, I'll need a hand cinching up these, these uh, buckles on, on my armor. So I'll, I'll be back. Give me just a minute. Okay.
1: Calden, will you stay here and help him with those, those straps? I'm going to run over to the all the way in and I'm going to get uh, Sylvie and, and Magram and Tobias. He says, yes. And remember, it is canon. I'm taking the tunnel. It is canon that the only
0: straps that that Ornan needs help with are the codpiece straps. (laughs) <laughs>
1: all
3: right. Uh, so yeah, Orden's gonna get all of his things and his backpack and and all his gear just in case. I,
1: yeah, and I'm running through the tunnel. I'm I'm getting off the streets. Uh, and I'm going to go through the tunnel and I'm going to get Magram and Sylvie and and I know Tobias's room. I made sure to remember where Tobias's room was when I helped him to his room when he was drunk. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Um. Very good. You go back the all the way in and uh, Sylvie, you hear a knock on your door.
2: Yeah, Sylvie will jump up and and grab her staff, but. Open the door and obviously on scene BG, she will open up.
1: I know this isn't probably the late night visit you were hoping for, but, uh... <laughs> oh, no. I don't
2: know what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: but uh, I need you... uh I need your help right now. You need uh, me. <laughs> We're meeting at Ornan's house.
0: Sylvie Sylvie
1: quickly tucks away the pencil drawing she'd been doing <laughs> of Ghee. <laughs> <laughs> the tasteful nude. <laughs> <laughs> tasteful erotica. Oh man. But yeah, she's so she was so sheltered that she's just making a best guess at what male anatomy looks like. <laughs> it's a line and it's two balls. It's somewhere on his <laughs> stomach. <nostalgic>. Um, <laughs> and I, I'll just say, go meet at Ornan's house. I'm gonna go get Magram and Tobias. Go through the cellar.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, are we are we heading out?
1: No, this isn't to head out. This is we found something at Silvercrest Manor. And it needs immediate attention.
2: All right. Yeah, so we will kind of pack everything up and, and head on over.
1: Okay. And I'll go get
0: Magram. Perfect. <clears throat> Magram, a knock on your door.
4: Uh, Magram opens the door and sees Ghee and says, Oh, Guy. I, uh, he starts smoothing <laughs> out his mustache. I did not expect you. Um, I mean, can I get you something to drink? <laughs> he hides his tasteful erotica as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to behind his back. <laughs> Maybe next uh, time. But honestly, we—I need you to get your things together. Meet at Ornan's house. Go through the cellar. I'm gonna go get Tobias. We found something at Silvercrest Manor, uh, Calden and I, and it needs immediate attention before we leave town. I'll be there momentarily. Okay, and then I'm the last but not least. I'll go to Tobias's room.
4: Okay. As he goes away, <laughs> Mogram sighs deeply and then closes the door. <laughs>
2: Here falling down <laughs> This is all becoming
4: canon guys
0: This is all becoming
2: canon
4: Don't write Checks that your mouth can't can't cash. Catch all right, Everybody's uh, just thirsting over you right now
1: <laughs> He's just He's just dripping wet right He's just like oh he's just fresh in from the rain Like uh, Ryan Gosling in the Notebook Oh my
2: gosh
4: And then he
2: came into Sylvie's room saying I need you Like I don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. And then so, Guy, you go and you, no- you knock on Tobias' door. Yes. There is a little bit of a thump, 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 and then uh, finally um, the door opens and you see a bleary-eyed Tobias.
1: Yes. Uh, what? Is it time? Is Ryla no, ready to leave? It's not time yet. I need your assistance. You are the representative of the Baron here. Um, I've discovered something at Silvercrest Manor that needs our attention, and you are the law here. So, I wanted to inform you and and, and bring you as we uh, as we discuss the investigation that was conducted um, to keep you apprised. Uh, oh, okay. Give give me a minute. I'll be out in the common room. Okay, I'll wait for you. Yes, we're gonna go down to the cellar to um, to the the barkeep's house
0: um tobias goes back into his room and he gets dressed and a few minutes later he meets you out in the common room and then you venture through the tunnel underneath the all the way in all the way to ornan's house and you are all now together in this cute little house with tiny furniture dilar is sleeping away in ornan's bed oh yeah but you guys are all here in the kind of the the main room the kind of the living room calden is here as well he is um he is uh like uh washing his hands <laughs> after yeah. strapping on that codpiece.
4: <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry
0: about that. It was greasier than I thought. <laughs> <It's gracier. laughs> he's taken it, he's you've given him a little I'm guessing you gave him like a little drink of your mycelium
1: mead. Of course. And Tobias comes like, what what all what's what's going on? Calden and I were looking into um a mystery at the Silvercrest Manor, and we uncovered what looks to be atrocities committed in the basement. we found the remnants of bodies. We found a torture chamber. We found um, we found trophies taken from what we assume would be taken from these victims. There are at least seven, the, re- the remains of seven bodies down there. And I can take you to the place in the field where you can, you can, uh, where we can access this room, this series of rooms. But I think we need the constable as well. There needs to be a more thorough investigation into what has been going on and who is culpable.
0: Ornan, you would know that like the head constable is a guy named Old Bill. Well, we can go wake Old Bill and bring him.
2: Of course it is. He
0: sounds effective. <laughs> he sounds so. <laughs> as I'm pretty sure you described the constables earlier in this campaign as middle-aged men with staves or sticks. Like That's 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 pretty much the constables here. We can go get old Bill and he can bring some of his men out to this field with us.
2: His men is just his gaggle of like seven <laughs> kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, young Bill. Come on, younger Bill. <laughs> you guys have figured out my naming scheme. Okay. Um, yeah. There's um, Bill and Billy and Billium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Tobias says, uh, "Yeah, go go grab
1: old Bill. That's fine." Gee, show me where this hatch is. All right. And should somebody go to the manor itself, or do you want to see this before we go to the manor? So the hatch is probably about 30 feet from that back door. It's not very far from the manor.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I want to go in guns blazing to the manor, but I mean, if we have to.
1: I'll take you to the hatch, and I'll take them to the hatch, and we shall see the hatch. I'll be back. Give me 15, 20
3: minutes, and I'll go find old Bill and muster up some some folks to come help us.
0: Do you know why his name is Old Bill?
3: Because I made a reference
0: to Little Bill uh, earlier today.
2: Gotcha. remember that
0: show the bill cosby cartoon <laughs> show right because somebody was talking about caillou and they're like caillou's terrible and i'm like how come nobody ever talks about little bill anymore oh that's right yeah because he's he's been canceled
2: oh yeah <laughs> uh,
0: oh yeah okay anyway okay um uh, you kind of describe to um, Ornan where the hatch is. As the rest of you venture back out to the north side of the manor to this hatch, Ornan, you head into town just a little ways. There is a, a modest home. It's a little bit bigger than yours. And um, this is the home of old Bill, um, who is a—he's an empty nester at this point. He and his wife have lived here in this town as long as you've been here. And the rumor is they've lived here their whole lives. But Old Bill has been a constable, kind of, to be honest, the constable for decades at this point and uh, you get up to his front door and you you knock. You pound away and within just about you know, 20 seconds or so the door opens and you see this dwarf with no hair on the top of his head at all. Not like he like shaves it but like it's gone. Um, there's like little wispies like you know how like really old people get like, like little wispy white hairs um, but he's got a very lush thick white beard um, hanging down to his belt um, covering Everything because he's not wearing any clothes, um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "What? What? what Orden, why? Why are you pounding on my door so early? What
3: do you need?" I apologize for waking you this this hour, but uh, there's something urgent that I think we need to go and check out. I don't know how many of you men that we need to bring, but uh, something about dead bodies and like a torture chamber and and uh, a, a mistress that's trying to murder people. Um, we should go and get your van and let's let's head on out this way. Silvercrest. It's the the Lady Silvercrest seems to be up to some uh, some shenanigans that, that we need to look into.
0: He's like shaking his head like just like unbelievable what you're saying. But he does it. He goes and he gets some clothes on. Um, you guys spend the next few minutes gathering like three other constables and you all gather back together at the um, at the Silvercrest Manor. Um, you all gather back up. Now, while everybody else else is waiting for the constables, um,
1: are you guys going to go into the hatch or are you going to wait for everyone to show up? I think there's not any danger of going into the hatch. We leave it open this time, though. Okay. Um, As you you go back
0: down into the hatch, let me move everybody over this time. Um, Just so you guys can kind of get an idea of what is going on. Quick, everyone! Trample the crime scene. <laughs> I'm not gonna put all the NPCs that are down here in here. I'm just gonna move uh, like Sylvie and Magram and Ornan, so you guys can kind of see what's going on. Um, this is Tobias what you guys didn't
1: see last episode. Welcome. <laughs> all right, welcome guys, to the House of Murder. <laughs> it's cozy. I I I know. Am most welcome. <laughs> am
0: I not
3: here yet, or did um, we?
0: Um, you know what? They're going this. down here before you. Um, I would say that all of you noticed, though, that that back door to the to the house is open. Um, like I, I would, I assume you would point it out, Gee. It's still open and kind of blowing in the wind. Um, you climb down this ladder. Um, Tobias comes down with you. Calden is down there with you, um, and you can kind of explore this area down here. Um, you see that the northernmost room is this kind of torture chamber with a uh, with a cell with. With like iron uh, manacles on the wall and on the floor. There's knives and, and like cleavers and tongs. There's a brazier, a, a brazier, <laughs> a brazier. Um, uh, oh, my
4: G- gosh.
0: <laughs> what kind of a dungeon is this? <laughs> the the, the best damn oh
4: dungeon. Oh, no, I'm so
0: <laughs> upset. Guy <laughs> um, G- shows you this uh, cupboard that's full of uh, clothes. Well, it's not full. It's like s- neat, le- neat stacks of clothing. He takes you back into the main room where there's this the altar. Here? The skull is still here. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and then um, the other room that's flooded as you all are moving through I want um, uh, Tobias and Sylvie to make uh, religion or arcana checks I should have let you make an arcana you check mean as Magrim? well Magrim and
4: Sylvie yes sorry okay yeah I'll do an arcana
2: I will also do an arcana and I got a 16 oh you just have to show off Victor
1: <laughs> yeah, Mar- Margrim got a 17. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Victor.
0: Victor. Victor. As you move through and you see this altar, which I'll describe it again. Uh, originally, there was a skull with seven rubies lined up around it. The rubies are kind of cut in the teardrop shape. Um, and then there was in front of that, there was a golden dish with a, like a leathery old kind of a desiccated heart with a, an, with a ceremonial dagger in it. The rubies are now gone, but Guy explained that to Sylvie and, um, and Magram, and both of you after seeing this recognize that this is a shrine to ball, the God of murder. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, kind of weird that this would be down here. Um, but as you um, kind of explore the rest of the area, and you find this chest that has a skulls lined up in it, um, the torture chamber kind of makes sense. The the dagger with the uh, or the heart with the dagger in it, um, trophies of kills. Somebody uh, worshipping ball has been. Um, I would say you guys can kind of uh, assume and, and extrapolate that uh, over many, many years, somebody has been, uh, quote, worshipping Ball by committing murders every so often, every couple of years or so. Um, and um, that's what you discover in here as you guys are finishing up exploring. Ornan and the constables come downstairs. Old Bill and his three ragtag bunch, um, uh, Larry, David, or Larry, Daryl, and Daryl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a really old reference, Paul <laughs> right. I think you have to be older than us to, to, to catch it I mean, we only know that because of reruns But it was also, no, because they were also on a
0: commercials Oh, uh, that's true Um, um, Larry, and this is my brother Daryl and my other brother Daryl Okay, so you are all down in here So, now What? Anyone who goes and checks on the safe door Trying to push it Recognizes that it is locked tight Um, To open it would be Another lockpicking check Uh,
1: Difficulty 18 As you can see This uh, These chambers are Some kind of worship of of a foul god And it looks like murder has been committed here I think that somebody within Silvercrest Manor has been, um, as you said, this is a, a, a ball shrine. Um, somebody has been worshipping balls here.
2: Yes, I would, I would say by the, uh, the cut of those rubies, how they look like blood drops. That's a very ball-esque uh, design. Um, so I, I would have to go with that.
1: Yes, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> to the walls
1: <laughs> <laughs> to the oh teardrop shaped rubies down these balls yes
2: um, <laughs> that's one of their um. ceremonial chants if you don't know
4: Um. this is most disturbing uh, I don't know if the constabulary could handle something of this nature uh, old Bill looks totally no clue what to do
1: all right do we go Do we storm Silvercrest Manor There should be Three people there Nalira uh, There should be Four Five people there Five There's Nilira. L- n- n- <laughs> there's Vanilla Wafer um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> This is Calvin talking He says yes There's my mother Nalira There's and then also there's Butler And then there's Maid who hates me <laughs> uh, There is Yes There is um, I'm looking for their names Where are they all Oh, are they in a separate little? I know the butler oh, there is Percy, okay. but Guy doesn't know yeah. the butler's yeah. name is Percy. Okay. <laughs> yes, Percy the butler, as well as Marjorie and Thomas the housekeepers, and Melina the cook. Yeah, Guy, you never, mani- You never.
2: <laughs> Guy thought all of the housekeepers were one person because he didn't pay <laughs> <Yeah>. enough attention.
0: <laughs> well, actually, the housekeepers—it's Thomas and um, and Marjorie, the husband and wife.
1: So, so honestly, any one of them could be the murderer. Oh my goodness, are we doing a clue episode?
2: Do you do you really think the mistress of the household has so little understanding of what's going on? Not to not to implicate your mother, Kaladin, but this feels like the person who owns this household probably knows what's going on down here.
0: It's like I would agree. I don't think it's likely anybody besides my mother.
1: Well, we should run. We should hurry to Silvercrest Manor. The back door is open. I'm wondering if whoever is responsible has already fled into the night. Uh, let's see. Let me move
0: some things over. Um, as Tobias says, yes, I think that that would be best. I will. Um, I'll hang back, and uh, you all go through and, and see what you can find, and then and then you let
1: me know when it's safe. Wait, wait, wait! You're gonna hang back, not by yourself, though. Honestly, I'll deal with
0: me. Oh, and, so the and Larry lo- okay. and David, and Larry, Larry, and Daryl
1: and Daryl. Okay. I keep saying Larry David. <laughs> Larry and David; those are their names. Okay, if we have, if we have, you know, your permission to act on your authority, then yes. You, I give you my permission. Yes. Can I get that in writing here in my book? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm not he, a fan of all this, uh, this uh, sneaking around and
0: all the shenanigans we're getting into. Thought we were trying to get out of town. I know, right? Calden, uh turns to Eugenie and says, "Again, I appreciate all the help that you've given me. I have, I have a sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach, but answers,
1: answers lie within the manner, and I'll just quietly." T- Step up beside him and say Do you fear that That most recent victim Was your own father? Um He says No I fear that the first victim Was my father Oh jeez Louise I fear Were you almost a victim? Gee? Um No I broke things off <laughs>
0: Oh, <laughs> um, when you say that, Ornan, Calden looks at you and he kind of like nods. He's like, I think so. Well, maybe you have some intuition. If you broke things off, maybe that
1: was for the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right. Doors open. Let's head in. I'll, uh, Ornan, can you take point? I'm just in my normal clothes. You know, I'd be happy to. All right
3: lady silvercrest we're coming on in <laughs> all right
0: okay i'll just kind of describe as you guys are moving through the house um, you enter into the house in this to the same door that um, Guy has entered in for um forever since he's been in the house um, you go past the door into his room that also has the doorway into the basement which across the hall from there there is the door to the latrines you move down further south into the, uh, the uh, foyer. You can see that there's rich carpets on the floor. You can see there's a hallway leading back towards the kitchen as well as some storage rooms. There is in this foyer, there are three doors, one on the north, two on the south. The north door is sort of a loungy area. On the south, the two doors, one of them leads to a dining room. The other one leads to a small library. And then there is a massive ornate staircase going up to a second floor. Down the hallway that leads to the kitchen, you can see another staircase, a smaller staircase, a servant's staircase. As you are um, walking around looking at um, this rich, um, uh, well-designed or uh, well-appointed home uh, with, you know, uh, like uh, uh, not golden candlesticks on the walls and stuff like that, but very nice, well-built, expensive furniture, that kind of thing. I want you all to make perception checks or investigation. I guess you could do investigation if you want to instead.
3: Gee rolled a 17. Okay. Ornan got a four perception.
2: All right, Sylvie so got a 17 investigation.
4: And Mogram got a 17 perception. <laughs> okay, 17s. so we have, we have some. Good, oh my
0: gosh. We have two 17 perceptions and one 17 investigation. Fantastic. Um, invest, or the perception checks. As you guys are moving through this house, um, with your perception checks, I'll say um, the house is silent. Um, at this time of day ghee um you know the sun is not up yet um but you know that this is about the time usually when the cook would get up and start um making noise in the kitchen you don't hear anything of the sort um that there's no sound in this home investigation wise um also perception wise um i would say ghee and um and Magram. you both notice um uh, that there is uh, some blood on the door handle um, of the uh, of the door that led into the into the into the building, the one that was wide open. Uh, you see that there's like a there's blood on the inside of the door, like when it was pushed open. Um, that there was some blood on somebody's hand, potentially. Um, Sylvie, with your investigation, as you are looking around in the foyer and on this um, grand staircase. You spot little specks of blood going up the stairs as well as on the carpet um, right at the bottom of the stairs.
2: They call me the Bloodhound, and Sylvie <laughs> will follow that uh, trail upstairs.
1: All right. So, Sylvie. Be on the lookout for people who may be in need of help. It sounds like I'm, I'm thinking whoever worshipped Ball in the basement has uh, killed the staff here. Or cute Yeah. How do I put that? Well,
2: I think we all know who it was. I, don't, I know,
1: but I mean, it could, but it could have been somebody else. I geese <laughs> having
0: a real hard time thinking that he slept with a murderer, potentially. And um, I like how
2: Kaladin's <laughs> like, yeah, no, my mom did it. And he's like, well, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> she was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the safe was in her wall that she, you know, like, but she might not known. <laughs>
0: So Sylvie is moving up this grand staircase. Um, So just, you know, Sabrina, I moved you way down to the bottom of the map um, in case you lost track of where you are.
1: Uh, I will follow, I'll follow Sylvie. I think there's some other rooms we could check in here, but I think, yeah, going upstairs.
0: Okay. Um, Ornan is moving around in like the kitchen and the dining room. Um, Magrim looks like you're kind of staying put in the um, the foyer. Um, uh, Ornan, you see that the kitchen is... um, It's prepped, but it looks like the prep work is all like last night's prep and not this morning's prep. You having worked in an inn for a long time, you'd understand there's certain things you get ready at night and then in the morning you get started um, working. So it looks like nobody has been up in this house yet. Okay sylvie and ghi you go up the main staircase ghi you've never been up here as you get to the top of the staircase it opens up into this large loft area um very large um the floor is this kind of intricate white and blue tile you can see there are benches set up around um around this loft area um there is like a Um, in the northeast corner there is a table with like a tea set on it you can see there are some plush sofas you can see there is a harp uh set up here um this is some kind of like an entertaining space um and you can see that there are um, two doors on the south side as well as what looks like um and uh like a hallway Um, leading off further to the west more towards where you assume the servants quarters would be Um, so two two doors to the south and then a hallway to the uh, to the to the west
2: it does the trail of blood lead anywhere
0: um What was yours? Yours is a 17 investigation. I'll say that with that, you can trace the Trail of Blood. It does not go to either of these doors on the south side. It goes towards the hallway to the west. Oh, one other thing I forgot to describe. On the wall up here on the second floor, there are some portraits. You see um, that there appears to be on the north wall um, a very large portrait of a woman that it takes you a second to recognize. It looks like this is... Uh, Nalira from probably 20 years ago Um, probably right about the time that they built the manor and that they moved in here she looks ravishing Uh, beautiful long dark hair sort of pale skin um, full lips that kind of thing you can see it that um, the artist may have taken some liberties, but probably not very, very many. Nilira is a very attractive woman, um, even now. Um, and on the southern wall, you see that there are two other portraits. You see a portrait that must be Calden, uh, just younger, probably 10 or so. Um, but you can tell from the, the hair and the coloring. And then the other portrait um, appears to be um, a man... Give me a second. Let me just look at this picture. I already actually have a picture on the um, on the wiki. I just want to make sure I describe it correctly.
1: Every time you say "on the wiki," I think of Sam Witwicky from the Transformers movies. Is that was the name, Sam Witwicky. Shia LeBeouf. I believe that is the case.
0: Okay. All right, I got him. I got him. Oh yeah, dude, Nellera was. <laughs> Why the attractive lady? Okay. um <laughs> <laughs> The other portrait is an older man, probably in his mid thirties, clean shaven, not the same coloring, uh, kind of brown hair, kind of full face. Um, And you assume this must be the late um, Mr. Silvercrest, um, uh, Nalira's uh, husband.
1: And that is what you see here in this room, this loft area. All right, as we're going through, I'm just like popping doors open, just checking in really quick to see if I see anything of interest. Yeah, you you open kind of the first room that you come to. You can see that it opens up into like this little study um,
0: and then there is a kind of an archway leading into a bedroom behind it. You can see there's a desk with books. Um, There is an open book um, on the desk. You can see that further into the bedroom, there are books on these shelves. Some have been pulled out and they kind of abandoned on the floor. It looks like somebody was doing some research. Um, You assume that this is not Nalira's room. It's not dressed out the way you would expect like a um a wealthy um kind of um uh, socialite um it's it's a little bit more bare bones and studious you assume you must be in calden's room
1: um i want to take a quick glance at the
0: book that is open okay perfect Sylvie moves into the western part of the um, of this upstairs. You can see that you are now what must be um, a servant's hallway because you can see that the floor is tile, but only where you can see the floor through the archway from the loft area. The rest of the floor is sort of bare wood. It's you know it's it's nice, but it's not uh, decorative. Um, but there is a kind of a servant's entrance into um, a bedroom that now Sylvie has entered into Nalira bedroom. It's very obviously her bedroom. there is a uh, plush bed with pillows. there is a big stand mirror. you can see there is a, a large uh, wardrobe and as you pull it open you can see there's dresses and clothing in there. Um, there is a like a stool to do dressed on and you can see there's also like a sitting room in here as well. Guy. You are looking at one of these books that is open um, and it looks like, um, just a quick glance, it looks like it is sort of a ledger, um, sort of a financial ledger Um, going back. uh, This one that you're looking at is probably from, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. Um, And it looks like uh, maybe Calden was going through the expenses of Silvercrest
1: Manor. Um, But that is what you see. You see other books lying about as well. Okay, but this book that's open isn't like how to perform a sacrifice to (laughs) Baal. No, 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 it's not. Um, But you guys can... Why don't you guys... Then I'm going to hurry back
0: out and join back up with Sylvie. Okay, why don't you also make a perception check, both of you. Uh, I got a 12. Okay.
2: Sylvie got a four.
0: Yeah, that's about all you see. Um, Yeah, uh, Guy, you move back out into into the loft, and Sylvie, um, you... um, uh, you've kind of looked around this room. No sign of anybody. Um, the bed is not made. That is what I will tell you with your four perception. Um, it looks like the bed has not been made. Um, but if you um, continue exploring up here, we'll get to that in a second. Ornan, Magram, you are down on the first floor with Calden. Calden is actually... Um, he, he kind of leans over against the wall and then he kind of slides down to the ground and puts his head in his hands, uh, just totally at a loss. What are you two going to do? Do I? So, I've been
3: in Bergrad for 10 years. Did I know Calden before he left?
0: Um, Calden would have left... Mm, right about the time that you got here. So you may have crossed paths with him once or twice, but he also left at the age of 16. Um, So he would have been a teenager. He wouldn't have been coming in. Well, he might've been. I mean, he might've been coming in to get a drink or something or trying to, um, but you wouldn't have had any kind of relationship with him.
3: Well, lad, uh, this is probably not something you wanted to learn about your mother, but not much
0: you can do about that at this point, but move on and make the best of it. He kind of looks up at you. His eyes are like bleary and red. Um, Like he's just started to cry. He's like, not what I would ever hope for from my mother. And yet somehow not surprising. And he spits. Well, family can be complicated. I I can understand
3: that. You have any idea where she might have run off to?
0: He just kind of sits there for a second and then shakes his head. No.
4: Mogram doesn't have any words to offer him. He's just kind of stern-faced during all this, like, this sucks. It sucks for Calden. It sucks that there is a a Bale worshipping monster essentially right here in this town. And so Mogram would basically just say, Well, let's be done with this as quickly as we can. Um, I think I think Mogram might try to head upstairs to follow. Um sylvie and Guy at this point after having kind of walked around on that first floor and not seen anything
0: magram we'll say you're coming up the stairs i moved you down to the bottom of the map so you can you can take control now magram as you move up the stairs um you can see the same things i've already described um Guy, uh from where you're standing kind of in the servant's hallway you can see back uh towards this kind of uh What's what I'm looking for? Kind of a lobby area, I guess. You can see the railing of where the servant stairs come up um, into this area. And you can see that there is a, um, from where you're standing, well, we'll just say you move a little bit and Sylvie's following you. You, Mogram, Sylvie, and, uh, and Guy, you all, uh, you gather together um, and you start moving into where the servant's chambers would be. As you move into this area, you see there are four doors. Um, There is a door to the north, and then there are two doors to the south. There's kind of a door on the west side. Um,
1: And uh, Guy, you go to the door um, on the north, which is right by the top. Yes, sir. I've been moving my token. Sorry. Yeah, I'm going to the north room because it was open.
0: Um, as you, um, you see that there is one door that is open, it's the North door and it looks like you've moved into that room. And as you move into that room, you see a Spartan room. It's not, uh, there's not very much in here. There is a bed, there is a dresser, there's a small nightstand with, um, with a candle on it. And there is a figure in the bed. You recognize Percy, the butler, um, who appears to be asleep in his bed. Make perception check, please
1: oh geez i think i know the answer to this it's a seven he's dead huh (laughs) with your seven you recognize um
0: knowing that something off is i shouldn't have made you make the perception check it's kind of fun no it's okay
1: I, i mean i i yeah he looks like he's sleeping i'm gonna reach out and touch him try to shake him awake he does not move well he moves as you shake him but he does not
0: um He does not rouse. He does not shift. He does not do anything. Um, And as you kind of look closer, you can see that the bed uh, blanket is actually uh, kind of darker in one spot. And as you kind of look, you realize that it is soaking up blood from the body of Percy, the now dead butler
1: of Silvercrest Manor. We're too late for Percy. Check the other rooms. There could be.
4: People barely holding on to life.
2: Uh, Sylvie so will go down and check, um, like, the room on the south side of things.
4: Yeah, the southwest corner.
0: There are two doors on the south. So it looks like Magram, you take the western corner, and then uh, Sylvie, you go into the one that's uh, more on the eastern side. Magram, you go in. You see this room. There are two beds. There is a, uh, there's a dresser. There's a like a, a wall sconce, and there's a window looking out over the. Um, over the uh, the backyard of uh, Silvercrest Manor, you see these two twin beds with these two small halfling folk in them. An older woman with uh, frown lines and her hair um, for once not done up in a tight, neat bun. Um, you have not seen this woman before, but this is Marjorie the housekeeper he has had some interactions with her, and in the bed uh, on the other side of the room, you see Thomas, a a plump, uh, bearded halfling. Um, he has instead of frown lines, he has smile lines. Um, this is uh, Thomas. Marjorie's husband. These are the housekeepers of Silvercrest Manor and you as a cleric of the Grave Domain this cleric of Kellamvor, this uh, worshipper of Kellamvor, you recognize death when you see it and these two are beyond your powers to save Sylvie you walk into the last room the last room um, you can see um, there is a bed with um, a figure in it um, a a, an older woman with, yeah uh, you know, a plump cheeks and, um, again, blood. This time, you can see it creeping up her neck and pooling up on her pillow. Um, the staff of Silvercrest Manor are all dead. I want each of you to make medicine checks.
2: Well, Gee, I, I think it's no longer um, plausible to, to say that it wasn't the Lady of the Manor. And Sylvia will roll a 18, Medicine.
4: Oh, nice. Mogram
1: rolled a 14. Gee rolled a 10. Ornan is downstairs comforting
0: Calden, uh, which is where Guy should be. No, I'm just kidding. Um, As you look at these bodies, um, Guy, you're not quite sure, but Sylvie and Magram, you looking at these bodies, you recognize these people have been dead a short time. Uh, Maybe an hour. Um, And after having talked with Guy about everything that happened, everything that occurred, um, probably right about the time that he and Calden were down in the in the secret room in the basement of the Silvercrest Manor, these people would have probably been killed in their sleep.
2: So she's got now her head stirred on us, it seems
1: I don't I don't know if we can track her through the through the woods in the dark. I don't know if we even should.
2: I mean, I know I would like to get on the road as soon as possible, and I think this only adds to that.
1: It is so dangerous to travel the roads by yourself, especially at night. I'm not saying that we just assume that, oh, yeah, she's, she's off in the woods, so she must have, you know, perished. But I don't know that we hunt her. I'm going to say you guys are moving back downstairs
0: as you guys are having this conversation. Okay. Yeah, you guys start moving downstairs as you guys are talking.
1: I think, I think proclamations could be sent... I think proclamations could be sent throughout Aladron Bereny that she is a fugitive of justice and a worshipper of, of Baal. Is it Baal or Bale? I always thought it was Bale, but everybody was saying Baal. I think it's Baal. Well, I've I heard, heard some Baldur's people Gate like to worship three. balls. <laughs> In Baldur's Gate 3, they say Baal. But I always said Bale.
2: Well, honestly, I don't think that's really... I mean... To be honest, I don't think it's really our problem. I I think we should just get out of here before those inquisitors come back because that is going to bring a lot of them here and I do not want to be here when they come.
1: Well, no, agreed, agreed. I'm just saying that it wanted posters and, you know, if she can be declared an outlaw, then people would be looking out for her and hopefully be she'd be prevented from continuing this...
2: Babelicious milf on the run.
0: <laughs> you see Calden is sitting on, up against the wall with his eyes closed, his head in his hands.
1: Nalira has fled, Calden, And there's no one else alive here in the house. I'm very sorry.
0: He looks up at Yugi. You can see he's openly crying. Not sobbing, but like tears are running down his cheeks. He says, I always knew that... My mother was a vile person, but I never, never would have suspected this. And then he
1: says, and this got nuts, y'all.
2: Yeah, this did get real dark real quick.
4: Yeah, it did.
1: Happy Halloween.
0: (laughs) He says, I always knew that my mother was different, um, uncaring, um, unkind, fake and false. I never suspected this. He says, uh, Marjorie and Thomas were more my parents than she ever could be. Melina and Percy were, they were the ones who cared for me and watched over me and made sure that I was safe, fixed my scrapes, cooked me my meals, watched over me. No, Nalira Silvercrest. She's, she is not my mother. She is not what a mother should be. And I, he looks around the house. He says, I would just
1: as soon burn this place to the ground. That can be arranged. We know this kid. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I don't say that. (laughs) That could be arranged as long as, you know, no other homes were in danger. But I completely understand your desire to do that. Never mind. There's no way I could understand. And I'm sorry.
2: I think the priority right now should be uh, either... Do Do you have an idea of maybe where she went, Kaladin?
0: No, I don't. She never leaves this house.
2: Do we think she's still in the house? Guy was saying she probably wouldn't travel alone.
1: No, I think she did it at... I think... She- I think traveling alone is dangerous, but I think she did it out of necessity. And if she's able to call on any... Um, she's a worshipper of, of Baal, and she has committed atrocities in his name. Who knows, she may be able to call upon his favors.
3: Well, maybe we pass some word on to these lamplighters and have them get on the chase to... To try and track her down, I don't know. That's something that we can handle ourselves.
1: That's what I'm saying. I mean, we have Tobias here with us. He could put a word out through the barony that you know wanted posters. All the constabularies in this in the in the barony can be keeping an eye out for Nalira. Uh, if we can, if if he, if people can become aware, hopefully she can be prevented from continuing this. Like I said, vile worship.
3: How many men had she murdered down there? Was it eight or seven?
0: There was seven. There were eight stacks of clothes. There were seven skulls in that chest. And there was a skull on the altar. Oh, that's right. And then one on the altar, yes. And how many, how many teardrops were, were sitting around that, uh, that uh, depiction of, of Baal? Calden looks into his pouch and counts out seven rubies. Um Magram you would know that the seven rubies would represent the seven blood drops around the skull. That's the symbol of Bale of Ball.
4: Yeah. And I, I'd let him know I'm like I don't believe that, that there's a body count so much as it is just an aspect of the depiction of Bale. Well that's good to know. I was worried that she's Or Ball depending on where you are from or which video game you are playing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just, they really like their blood drop crystals. It's, it's a thing.
4: <laughs> well,
1: is there anything else we can do here? Calden, do you want to come back to the, the all the way in and sleep there? We'll let the, we'll let the constables handle this.
2: Do we even have time to sleep? We're supposed to leave at first light.
0: You guys are actually supposed to be leaves. Yeah, you guys are supposed to start leaving here relatively soon. So maybe
2: we get some breakfast.
0: Calden looks at you guys. Calden looks at you all and he says, I... I will never come back here. I say we leave this to whoever Tobias, the, the tax collector, leaves in charge. I would... I'm gonna, I am turning my back on this place forever. We are going to fast forward just a little bit. We'll say you all go outside, talk with Tobias a little bit, get the constables in. They start going through the house and investigating. Tobias gets Edmund, the steward, who he's going to be leaving in charge. Uh, They talk and discuss about what to do. Um, And as the sun starts to rise in the sky... You can see it, even though you can't see the actual sun, the light starts to shine through the the rain clouds as a morning uh, sort of misting rain um, greets you. You meet up in Elm Circle, um, out in front of Grimley Castle, uh, where there are two carriages that are, that are One of them is full of boxes and chests, and Gardenia is sitting on the seat, um, as well as Tobias appears to be ready to go. The other carriage um, has Ryla sitting in the seat to drive it, and you see that there are some people in the back um, ready to go as you show up. You see that um, Calden is there. He's got a pack on his back. You guys have shown up with, uh, with Delar. You also see that there is um, a family of some kind. It looks like there's a... Uh, like a middle-aged man and his um, and his wife. He's got uh, thinning hair and a beard. She's got kind of kind of a mousy brown uh, hair. There, there is a young girl who is um, probably maybe twelve or thirteen, and there is an elderly woman as well. Um, you recognize the man and the woman from the inn from the night before who were talking to Ryla. Um, as you approach Elm Circle and these two wagons, I want you to make. Um, perception checks or insight. Ghee got a
3: ten. Ornan got a nineteen insight.
0: Victor got a twenty-five.
2: Sylvie so got a nine.
0: Okay, so we have good insight rolls, not great perception rolls. Okay, perfect. As um as you guys approach, um I'll say I'll say for uh Sylvie and Guy, there's something familiar you can see that there are two wagons and it looks like there are six horses each wagon has three horses pulling it um
3: <laughs> are these uh that other guy's wagons and horses
0: so um as far as insight um you detect um Magram and um ornan rila is ready to go like she's ready to go. She's antsy to go. As soon as she sees you guys approaching, she starts waving you guys on to let's start moving. Um, you, you sense that there is some um, uh, from the family, there is some fear, but also some hope. Um, you can see that like um, uh, the child is uh, exhausted, uh, but um, you also sense maybe some, um, I, I guess that's, that's what you detect from the experiment. family. Excitement. Yeah, exc- definitely excitement. Um, at not uh, uh, just to get away. Um, you have DLR. Dilar is tired and kind of um, uh, walking like a zombie. You know how kids do, where they just kind of put one foot in front of the other. Um, he climbs up into the wagon with this family. There's not a room. There's not room for all of you to um, to ride. Um, as you guys approach the um, the wagons, though, Ryla um informs you she's like um she's like we are we're leaving now you're the last ones so we're going to leave um and when we stop for the night or hopefully bef- before we stop for good we are going to gather up that one wagon that we left behind and we are going to have a three wagon caravan so gee when we get that third wagon i would appreciate it if you would drive oh, of course yes okay So you guys are all ready to go. You have all of your things. And Ryla uh, cracks the whip. And the wagons start moving off to the east and out of Baragrad. All right. As you guys all start leaving town, I imagine you all look around at at this place, Baragrad, where you've spent the last 11 episodes. But I mean, honestly, I guess it's only 10 episodes because there's a prologue. Regardless, um, some of you have been here for years, some of you months, some of you just a few days. Um, and yet it seems that uh, so many important things have happened. So now as you are exiting, going across the bridge and leaving uh, down the road, heading out towards Redlam, which is five days away, um, I'm kind of wondering what's going through your minds. Uh, Mogram, what are you thinking as you leave Eregrad behind?
4: You know, for Mogram his thoughts are this is so strange um i haven't been this connected to a group in a long long time there have been so many events and so many things that have happened and he's more entangled in them than he would ever have liked to be his hope was always to drift into the background and be somewhat of a you know traveling Vagabond of sorts, you know, and now it seems that he's being pulled into something that might be bigger than himself for the first time in a long time.
0: Gee, what are you thinking as you as you leave this town that you've been in
1: for a month? No, four months or, yeah. or I guess three. We yeah. have three months, three or, a three few months. months. I think that I really dodged a crossbow bolt because there aren't bullets in this. You know? <laughs> um. There are bullets from a sling. That's true. At least true. They we're in three point five. I dodged, a, I dodged a sling bullet. Um, <laughs> in all honesty, Guy figures that Nalira was about to break things off with him before he broke things off with her, right? Like, he gets that. And he's telling other people that he, you know, broke up with her, whatever. Um, I think that if he'd been more successful... He feels that if he'd been more successful getting information and stayed in her good graces, that he may have ended up being a victim. I mean, he's assuming bale worship might require the sacrifice of something that you love or appreciate or something but the failure quote unquote um, pro- is actually probably what saved him um, at least uh, kept him from having to defend himself um, if that makes sense at least that's what he's assuming but I also don't think he's really learned his lesson because he definitely would find a sugar mama again because <laughs> what are the chances um, sometimes
2: you gotta get that dough. Yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> he's, he's happy to be leaving Baragrad Because things went super sideways And when he gets to Redlam You know, he's looking forward to A new opportunity to set up some some stuff Not just, not just the Sugar Mama thing But also Kind of getting back into He feels really good about Helping Dilar and hoping that Eventually he could make some money doing that again
0: Okay Awesome uh, Sylvie What's going through your mind as you leave Baragrad?
2: Yeah, so Sylvia's really excited to leave, um, primarily because she's excited to get as much distance between her and the Inquisitors uh, before they find out about this Ball Temple. Um, but she's also actually really excited to head out because she's excited about, um, Dilar and is excited to hopefully get him into magic and maybe even bring him to her family, uh, in the commune where he could definitely be a benefit to their society.
0: Awesome. And Ornan. Uh, you've been here the longest, 10 years. You've built a life here. You have a, you know, a, a, a nephew and your sister-in-law. Um, you know, they live here. Um, what's going through your head, Ornan? Ornan is
3: really torn. I mean, he picked this city with his brother or town with his brother because it was out in the middle of, the no- of nowhere and they could be away from um, the Inquisition and anyone you know possibly finding out about Ornan and his abilities and so he's not feeling safe anywhere if he if he if the place that he picks that's the furthest out of civilization to be away from them is eventually visited by the Inquisition like where can he be safe so he's feeling um, sad for leaving Kino and Gemma but he also doesn't feel safe anymore just doesn't feel safe um, being in his own skin, if you will.
0: Um, as the wagons leave sight of Berograd, they turn a corner, head off into thicker uh, woods. As you're surrounded by pine trees and and big Douglas firs, um, down in the the inn called All the Way Inn, a Gray-skinned, purple-haired woman rises from her bed, heads into the kitchen of the inn to start getting breakfast ready for the people who are staying here. And as she um, as she moves past the um, the bar and into the kitchen, she sees resting on the butcher block back there. There is a note, and it is addressed to her. And as she opens it, she begins to read.
3: Gemma, we've talked about this possibility in the past. I just never hoped it would actually happen. Let me explain what happened in the castle briefly. I called upon Ephos during the fight with that witch down there, and as always, the worm heeded my call and fought alongside me. I worry that rumors of my actions there will spread and lead the Inquisition to you and Kino. If I'm destined for a lamplighter pyre one day... I can't abide it happening in front of you and Kino. I want to clear the air on uh, and my mind on something. When my brother Kino was ill, we shared each other's company and began a tryst that I'd never quite gotten over. Poor timing on both our part, maybe. I sometimes wonder if things might have gone different if we'd made some different choices back then. I, I say to myself sometimes that I stay for Kino, but that's not all true. I stay for you just as much as I did for the lad. I've done everything I can to, to give him a good father figure in his life and I owe that to my brother for always for him always being there for me. He dropped his career in the Inquisition when I told him about my powers. We fled together and built a home here in Baragrad. Gemma, I, I love you. I don't know where my road will take me. I'm fleeing the Inquisition again. This could very well be my life until the end of my days I don't wish to tie you to me and all the dangers that come along with magical aptitude I honestly don't know if it's magic I can feel Ephos in my head she's always there waiting for my call to action I don't want you to wait for me N- not not that I had any claim on you in the first place I, I, I do not know if I'll ever come back live your life and, and be happy I'll send support and aid as often as I can. You're a capable woman, and I know you'll be fine without me. With Aona at your side, you can overcome any trial. Oh, P.S. I left my old Glimhaven Tabard for Kino, and I told him it was his father's. Um, don't spoil that for me.
1: Wait, how do you sign out the letter?
3: Yours, always. Ornan Opal Bleacher.
0: oh,
2: Very sweet.
0: That was really sweet. It's now three days down the road. You guys have been traveling uh, on the first day. You did pick up that other wagon, hitched it up. Now you have three wagons moving. Uh, The rain has kind of let up a little bit, but then it will pick back up. Um, It is miserable travel, but at least you all get to ride this time. You camp every night with your wagons circled up tight. Um, You keep fires lit to keep the uh, creatures in the night at bay. And so far, everything has been going surprisingly well. Um, there are three wagons. One is Tobias and Gardinia, uh, full of whatever treasures they were able to glean from Grimly Castle. The next wagon is being driven by Guy, um, and Calden sits on the seat next to him as Ornan and Dilar, Magram and Sylvie ride in the back. And the last wagon, bringing up the rear, is being driven by uh, Ryla, the the caravan leader, uh, with the family, uh, the, the, uh, the two, uh, husband and wife with the child and the, um, the old woman, as you travel here on this third day, it is starting to get towards night. Um, up ahead, you can see off to the North side of the road that there is a ruin of some kind it looks to be um, not very large, maybe only like 30 feet by 40 feet. It looks like it's built up off the ground, probably 8 or 9 feet up off the ground. Um, there are still some walls that are up there, but there's no roof. The walls seem to have all mostly tumbled down, but bricks and stones are still um, still uh, held up in places uh, to access this ruin. It looks like there is a an archway with a staircase that goes up, um, and that will allow you to access this uh ruin uh ryla calls up ahead she says this is a safe place for us to camp people often will will use this uh uh as a uh, as a campsite so uh, we're going to park our wagons for the night and uh take care of the horses then set up our camp As you approach this ruin, and as um, Tobias and Gardenia start bringing their wagon off the road to the south of this ruin, um, I want all of you to make perception checks. Guy got a 12. Ornan got an 8.
2: Sylvie got a nat 20.
0: Ooh,
4: Malgrim got a 13.
0: Uh, Maybe it's just your vantage point being up on the wagon, being able to see up into the ruin. Um, Sylvie, what you notice is um, as you just kind of catch a glimpse, I mentioned that there's some walls. Some of them are falling down. There's some doorways still up there as well, uh, but nothing is very substantial. Uh, But you catch a glimpse kind of through an old doorway. Um, you catch a glimpse of what looks like an old fire pit up on top of this ruin, uh, which would make sense if Rylus says that a lot of people use this as a campsite. You also notice something else. You notice a bedroll is up there rolled up nice and tight, and you catch a glimpse of a backpack, like a, a pack, um, resting up against a wall, just sitting there, um, And you, with your natural 20, you look around and you cannot spot anybody around. Magram and Guy and Sylvie, because you had the best role. Um, As Tobias and Gardenia get down off their wagon, and as you all pull up looking for a place to park your wagon, uh, which will be kind of the north side of the road, suddenly... You hear, in the distance, a sound like, I don't want to make the sound because that sounded really silly. Um, <laughs> you hear something in the air. A, a hiss? It could just be the wind. And then you hear it again. It's a little bit louder. And it's not so much a hiss. It's more of a, like, Air moving between sharp teeth. And then it gets louder and louder. And then it starts to sound like the beginnings of a roar. And from the north and from the south, you hear the roar of something, something large, something moving, something angry. And that's where we're going to stop for tonight with you guys all bottled up in a wagon full of civilians and there's horses and something is approaching you from the north and from the south.
1: No, don't hurt Clara and Mabel. (laughs) Clara and Mabel. Are those your horses? (laughs) Those are our horses.
0: Yeah, Clara and Mabel. (laughs) Do you guys want to know what you guys missed? Actually, I think you already picked up on it, uh, uh, Scott. Yeah, uh, Ryla totally stole Gideon's horses. Yeah, his wagon that's yeah yeah, yeah that's I what figured. i figured <laughs> I that's love why it. when you guys came in and she's like i got it come over here i don't want anyone to hear you're like where's gideon she's like screw him you know um all right. Well, thank you guys for playing. Um, we have left Baragrad. There is something coming, something dangerous, but we'll get to that next time. Don't forget, you can check out our Patreon. You can get some bonus content, including our Noxious Nocturne review, character sheets. There's a wiki with some maps. So if you're really wondering, like what does Silvercrest actually look like? What do the portraits look like of Nalira as well as Kalden and... Um, uh, papa silvercrest who who died um i actually have those up on the wiki um from some points of view of the different maps so if you're really interested in seeing what's going on in baragrad in these different places go check that out um also you can kind of see some um some pictures i've got uh, of some of the different characters uh some ideas of what they might look like but until we get together next time i hope you have what do you hope we have A great time. A great time. A A great great time. time. (laughs) A great time. A great time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, A fantastic summer. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Halloween.
0: Yes, happy Halloween.